Hey, what's up, everybody? You're tuned into For Real Though with me, Rock Ruiz. And today on the show, we have a very special guest. He's a writer and a fellow cinephile. And his name sounds like it could be a boat on a body of water, if you think about it. Is that a good intro? Sorry if I'm screwing You don't even have to think very hard because it's literally river cruise. Yeah, I get it. So yeah, well, that's him. He pretty much introduced himself. Please welcome River Cruise. Insert canned applause. Canned applause. We we can make our own canned applause. Yeah. Okay, so... Hey, thank, thank you so much for having me. I am excited. That's it. Okay. <laughs> well, that, that's how this podcast is anyway. I want to keep things really casual, really chill, really conversational. So just the other day, River and I uh, talked about Avatar The Last Airbender on his podcast. Yes. Uh, you want to like, tell us a little oh, yeah. about your podcast before we... Okay, proceed? so uh, was this like last week? Last week? Uh, last in week. my latest episode of my... Two, two days ago. A couple days ago, yeah. Yeah, but last week. Time is weird. Uh, we talked about Avatar The Last Airbender in my podcast, the Don't Be Weird podcast with River Cruz. It's on Facebook Woo. if you want to check it out. And if you want to uh, hear the first part of this conversation we're about to have. And yeah, basically, we, we geeked out for like an hour straight of like just Avatar stuff, what we liked about it. But we hinted on the follow-up series, which is The Legend of Korra. And just so you guys know, I haven't finished Legend of Korra. Like, I've watched... Very little of it. Like, I've watched okay. a few of season one. The objective of today's show is River here being a hardcore Korra fan. Right, here comes the pressure. I, w- I wouldn't say hardcore. Just a, a vehement Korra uh, defender. Okay, like, I, 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 defender. I am willing to say that it, it's not as good as The Last Airbender. Okay. But uh, that's going to be part of my defense. Okay, so just uh, laying down the foundations for the conversation. Yeah. Both River and I are like, Hardcore. It's it's fair enough to say hardcore. The last Airbender fan. That one we can say hardcore. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, how could you watch uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender and not become a hardcore fan? Yeah, not, and not be passionate about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or at least love it. Like that's a bare yeah. minimum. You gotta love the show. Yeah, or at least recognize it. the quality that you're seeing. Exactly. Like I yeah. haven't talked to a single person who's seen it and was like, "Eh, the show was alright." Have you ever yeah, met no. anyone like that? No, definitely not. I've only seen people who haven't seen it and people who have. And then uh, that's it. If you have seen it, you love it. If you haven't seen it, you're indifferent to it because you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. and you're, you're going to love it when you see it. And you will love it when you see it. I exactly. think that's what per- uh, turns people off though because some people don't like being told how to feel about certain things. Yeah. Well, yeah. it would be really fair if you didn't preempt it too much, but it's hard to not preempt it, especially yeah, with the so internet. about it. Yeah, and exactly. with the internet, like everyone is praising it. And the memes are everywhere. It's hard not to get spoiled. Yeah, exactly. You can't escape it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the difficult part about The Last Airbender is uh, if you haven't seen it in this day and age, you've, you're kind of spoiled already to some like major plot points. I suppose for The Last Airbender, it's not, I mean, it's a cliche, but it's not about the, the destination. It's the journey that they take, exactly, the little yeah, hero's yeah. journey. Because it's not a very uh, different story, per se, in terms of like, the three act structure and how it's divided into three seasons, but it's how it's told that's that makes it unique and a, and a quality show, in, in my opinion at least. And we talked about this on your podcast. We were like, yeah, we, there's so much to talk about, but you can't cover everything in one podcast episode. Yeah, exactly. I actually wanted to briefly talk about um, 
so it was the reason why a lot of there's a lot of avatar talk if you're if you've been on social media lately if anyone listening has been on social media lately there's a resurgence in uh, the last airbender talk because netflix uh fairly recently like a couple months ago or is it just last month they I like just put last avatar month. yeah and the funny thing is i binged it again with, with my girlfriend who hasn't seen it and she loves it now oh shit uh, the congrats funny thing is exactly <laughs> after we ended it yeah. netflix uploaded an even more high definition version on netflix Wait, how could it get more HD when it's a 2D See, thing? That's the th- um, it's like the line quality is sharper okay. and it doesn't fix the aspect ratio because I don't think they can like stretch the drawings. Yeah. But yeah, but if you watch it, you'll notice like, oh, it's definitely clearer. Avatar is just like the perfectly crafted show. I think that's how we phrased it yes. on your podcast. Like yeah, it's yeah. a perfectly I, blended uh Yeah, of, of like just original ideas. Exactly. Like yeah. the animation, okay, it's not groundbreaking, but it's good. Yeah, exactly. Um, it doesn't have to be groundbreaking, but I think what is groundbreaking is the characterization, yes, and the writing, yeah, the writing, the the concepts, everything behind that. So, to segue into Korra, without like, I, I know we without can't re- saying the segue into Korra. <laughs> <laughs> well, too late for that. Well, I, I can't. Uh, oh, I how can't... about this? Um, so at the end of uh, the Last Airbender, it only leaves you wanting more. Exactly. But luckily. <laughs> exactly. Dude, I don't think I want to edit this. Like, I, I love how it's flowing. <laughs> but anyways. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It just yeah, well, it feels more luckily, authentic. there is a sequel show. Yeah, yeah. of course. And I that's mean, what like, people want to hear. But by the end of it, by the end of uh, book three, Book of Fire, like, yeah. uh, you really want so much more. Even if it's the perfect ending, yeah. you're like, round this two, like, please, round two. I mean, that's kind of what the comics are for. Like, yeah. the, the comics and the novels were released after. But because they don't necessarily change, like, they're not groundbreaking plot-defining stories. Yeah. You cannot know about them but still understand the overall plot. But I guess the one, it's really smart that the writers did this, actually. The one mystery that you want to find out that's not necessarily detrimental to the plot is about Zuko's mom. Yeah. And that was the cliffhanger, the clever, right? At yeah, the and the clever thing. Book, book exactly. Fire. Exactly. And yeah. the clever thing is that's the first, uh, like, one of the first graphic novels that they published. So in a way, they were advertising the graphic novels in the show. So they kind of knew they were going to make a comic. Like they yeah, didn't yeah, think, yeah. I think they knew. Hey, let's make another like set of animated uh, yeah, cause episodes. I feel like the Avatar, at least the last Airbender, the story was so planned out that I doubt that they left that out on purpose because I feel like, hey, maybe we can make this a side story. Or like we didn't have enough uh, time to fit it into the story because yeah. it's so tight, you know? Yeah. So I know you re- read a lot about it. So was I mean before we get back to Korra, I'm sorry. There's just so no, much no, to talk about no, the last fine. Airbender. Like dude. it's not. Do we have a time limit? <laughs> uh, not really. It's fine. But like there's just so much to talk about the last Airbender. Uh, yeah. Did they plan the ending all the way back, like to see from season one? Like did they already have a plan? From what I know, yeah. From what I like, I watched this video um, from I think it's called the Round Table. No, it's not the Round Table. One of those Nostal- Nerd Nostalgia or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. They they covered like how it was pitched and they pitched it beginning to end. That's that's how they did it. I guess like there were some episodes in between they couldn't possibly cover, but the overall yeah. like story beats is okay to like spoil or maybe not. It's fine. I mean like if you okay. If you're listening to a podcast saying if you should watch Korra or not, I'm pretty sure you've seen The Last Airbender. You exactly. have to see The Last Airbender to so, see Korra. I think they knew about like they knew about Zuko's turn. They yeah. knew about Ang meeting 
his masters in this in this certain order and like the backstory of maybe Toph. I'm not sure about Toph though because uh, I I know originally Toph was supposed to be like a big man. Yeah, she, she was supposed to be. She was supposed to be a boy, I think. I yeah, saw it in like it was, one of the the books. Yeah, in the opening, uh, opening like uh, what's the first element that shows up in the intro? I feel Isn't like it's a water, secret. water, right? Yeah, water, and yeah. then earth, earth, and then the the guy that fire, they show on Earth, because yeah. the one in water, I think, is who's the one who that bends water? It's like the master of I think Katara, it's, the teacher. Uh, yeah, the, the teachers are sort of sexist dude. At this, at this, yeah, at he started start. out sexist, but turns out he had a lot of trauma. Fires Azula, and then air was like a generic airbender, yeah. or it was supposed to be like young monk Yatso. That's what people thought. But uh-huh. then Earth, that was the original design of Toph. Oh, was okay. To like a big buff guy. Yeah. So that, that, like way, that they did the opposite. In um, Ember Island Players, the play yeah. episode. So that's yeah. really how Toph was supposed to that, be. That, exactly. That was the joke. They, they, they were hinting at that. That like he was. And the funny thing is, she says that's exactly how she perceives herself. Because deep down, she is like a big, tough person. Yeah. Trapped tough inside person. Eight, hey. like a, the 12th. Yeah. That's why her name is Toph. Yeah. But yeah, so they planned it like beginning to end. They knew how it was going to go. He was going to have to take away the bending. He wasn't going to stray away from his philosophies. I'm talking about Aang. Like, he's not yeah. supposed to like kill like a. So they knew that. So he's, that's why it was so airtight like all the way through. And I, to, to transition to Korra, this is what Korra lacked. Because. Oh, planning. They only they only planned for one season originally. Really, just one. So it was yeah, just supposed just to be season. like an epilogue to yeah, Last yeah, exactly. Airbender. Because they didn't want to like overshadow the Last Airbender, so uh-huh. they wanted it to be like a companion piece, the same way that the comics were. Mm-hmm. Where like it's a story that's worth telling, but it's big enough that we can animate it because it's yeah. about the next Avatar, obviously. I know um, the writers were ready to stop at season one. I mean, back back to the, the Last Airbender again. They were ready to just uh, be canceled after season one. Like they made season one airtight enough, but of Legend of Korra. Uh, I mean, uh, the Last Airbender. Oh, I, I read yeah, somewhere they, that they were yeah, ready to like, stop after season one because they weren't sure about the ratings. They knew yeah. that Nickelodeon liked it, but they weren't sure how the the audience was going to receive it. So they just wanted to be like an airtight story, but leave it enough. I think. Yeah, I think you're so, right. So it was kind of the same for Korra, where they were ready to end. After season one, but they didn't didn't have a story after that. Yeah, they exactly. Were just they ready didn't plan for ahead. So okay. season two, this is where people drop off the show. Season two okay. is a train wreck. I'm not gonna lie. Oh shit. Season, okay. Yeah, because not only did the writers have to kind of scramble, but also the animation studio didn't animate it in time, so they had to give it to a cheaper studio. So you could see the difference in animation. So it looks but bad. It, yeah. Does it look it bad? It doesn't look terrible, but it it's lesser quality, and you notice okay. it because. The animation studio that originally animated The Last Airbender only came back at a certain, there's like a certain episode, like three, two to three episodes before the last episode is when they came back. Okay. And you can see like the rising quality because this isn't a spoiler, but mm-hmm. in season two of uh, The Legend of Korra, they talk about the very first Avatar. One, right? That's his name? I yeah, read it online. They talk about Ava- okay, One. yeah. <laughs> they talk about the very first Avatar. And that's when the new, the old studio came back to to animate it because I think that one took more time because it was like lots of crazy spirit creatures and whatnot. But yeah, so if if you wanna, the thing about Korra is that you learn more about the Last Airbender by watching uh, Korra also because they also talk about where the lion turtles come from, 
Oh, okay. Because you know how like they don't really explain. Yeah, he was just some mystical though. being. He was just there, and then he touches uh, Ang. So they explain that more in Korra. Here's the thing. So book two, I understand like people like fall out of it because of book two. But okay. then, so after the 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 mess that was book two, the writers were like, okay, Korra is a great character. We have to tell a story that's worth telling. So book three and four are super solid. They're like. Uh, last Airbender quality of of like oh shit, really? storytelling yeah 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 it doesn't like, feel I'm not, forced I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, no exaggerating yeah it doesn't feel forced like book three and four is like okay because they that's the thing that they lacked they didn't see the foresight of like it's weird to say but they didn't see how successful Korra was gonna be but they kind of doubted Korra <laughs> yeah maybe not doubted yeah. but they under uh, they underestimated how much people exactly, would respond to it they underestimated okay. like. Because they were only expecting like old fans to return, but they didn't yeah. expect like new fans to show up. So that's when they were like, "Oh crap! Okay, we gotta scramble to make two. And then they did that, and they're like, "Okay, let's let's stop messing around, guys. Let's plan the next two seasons." Wait, so the demographic and, of Korra, like, um, did people watch it without watching The Last Airbender? Like, I feel like there were some. Was there an audience? Have. Okay, I think it's a very small percentage, though. It's it's the minority, but. Uh, the thing with the La- with the Legend of Korra that also hurt its uh, viewership is it was taken out of the Nickelodeon broadcasting on television because it got really mature. And I don't like, want to like. At what point get- was that? At what point? Book three, book three and four. Three. That's when it got okay. taken out. Yeah, yeah. So people think, well, I think it's a mix of both because book two wasn't super successful. So after book two, they transferred it from the TV to their just the Nickelodeon streaming website, but. That's also when the writers are like, okay, so the, 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 the reins are off. We can do whatever mature storytelling we can tell. Because uh, just like Korra is the same, around the same age of the viewers of The Last Watching Airbender it. Yeah, yeah. growing up. Yeah. So they made the story more grown up. They, they tackled more uh, political. This, I, I know that Avatar tackled political stuff, but yeah. in, in, the, in Legend of Korra, it's even grayer there's there's a villain but he doesn't feel like a villain you know like like um there are some like superhero movies where the supervillain sounds justified yeah in a messed up way like like uh like thanos like thanos or, yeah uh what's his name in black panther kill killmonger uh, right killmonger, killmonger yeah like yeah. that like they you understand where they're coming from so that's what they do with the villains because i know that fire lord ozai he's a bad guy but he feels one-dimensional like we said in yeah in, in your podcast. podcast yeah yeah so they do a better job at writing villains in Legend of Legend of Korra. So that's another point for it. For you, like, what, what is it about Legend of Korra that made you drop out on season one? Palang? Honestly, like, um, okay, this, it, it's kind of like not a real valid reason. But the person I was uh, watching it with watched all the episodes ahead, so I got turned off. I'm like, oh man, you've been <laughs> it without me. I don't want to watch it anymore. Well, that kind of happened to me with some shows. I'm not gonna like say that that's oh that what that never happens. It does happen. So it's not the but, fault of yeah. Korra, okay? No, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. And also another reason is, it's kind. It was kind of like the rise of social media. I know social media has been around for like decades now, but like, yeah. uh, I think those times were when it was available to everybody. Like everyone yeah, yeah. was getting on Facebook. Remember when Facebook used to just be like aunts and uncles playing video games yeah yeah when people like invite you to their game or like hey i made a quiz about myself exactly surveys mafia wars pet society stuff like that but i think by the time Korra was out facebook was like 
being used for school. It was being used yeah, yeah, like, exactly. for so many other things. So I would use social media and see spoilers for Korra and be oh, like, shit. oh okay. man, I don't want to watch it anymore. I know, I know what's going to happen. Okay, so wow. you said um, season two sucked. So could a uh, valid solution for that be just Skip don't watch two? season two? Can you do that? Ah, oh, that's rough. Uh, that's rough, buddy. <laughs> but like, I feel <laughs> you like, need to watch season two. I feel like you can power through season two. It's not shit, like absolute dog shit. Okay. It's just, it's just a, a, a noticeable dip in quality, which feels out of place because the last Airbender was so perfect. You yeah, know? like, like the not a single bad episode. Get. And season one of Legend of Korra for me is, is it's this, uh, on par with season two of the last Airbender of like of Earth. Okay, and Earth it, is pretty it's clever good. too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's for me, it's on par with that. It's more mature, but not too mature because they haven't transitioned to online streaming yet. Yeah, but season two feels like, uh, how do I say this? Is it good or bad? It. It's it's like a six point five out of ten. But the first half of season two, okay, and then there it comes a point when Avatar one is introduced, it gets like exponentially better. And then it kind of falls a bit and it falls kind of flat at, at the end, which sucks because like if I were to make a graph of season two and this is not going to be in video format, so I'm going to try to describe okay. it with my words. Yeah. But it's like you're going up, you're going up like this peak and it peaks at around episode two to three where the plot thickens, but it crashes like around episode four to five. And then around the Avatar one one, it goes higher than the previous peak, but then it, it, it kind of plateaus and it doesn't go higher than that. Okay, so as someone who hasn't seen majority of Legend of Korra, you're, you're kind of uh, getting me interested in it by talking about Avatar 1. So can we talk about okay. that? Like, um, okay, 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 okay. How much of it is Avatar 1? Is he like a brief flashback in one episode? Or no, it's a key there are thing. two episodes where oh, okay. it's just about Avatar oh, 1. just him. So I'm not going to spoil it, but it's... Uh, you know how like Aang he channels his uh his previous Avatar incarnations to have to gain wisdom, right? Yeah. So in this one, uh, by trying to be super vague, the Avatar cycle is in danger. Uh huh. There's there's a risk that Korra will become the last Avatar ever. So she had ever uh -huh. like yeah. I don't want to say how or why it's gonna happen, but there's a that's how. That those are the stakes on season two. Wait, is it important Korra, that I don't know how or why, or can you just like tell me tell me about it? Because like I'm kind of hooked uh, now. I want to know how or why. Well, if I tell you, you might not want to watch it because I already told you. <laughs> no, because I saw okay. Um, sidebar again. I saw a spoiler. Uh, okay. Uh, spoiler warning to the listeners. I saw a spoiler that said one of the reasons fans hate Legend of Korra is because she ended the Avatar cycle. Okay, so that's... Okay, so wait. Uh, so for, the ones, for those who don't know, um, yeah. ending the Avatar cycle basically means you can't talk to the past Avatars. Mm. So yeah. go on, you were saying. Okay, so the thing with Korra is I get that it seems like she's a crappy Avatar and that's why the, she, she can no longer talk to the past Avatars and breaking like the connection with the the you know the previous avatars but it's not entirely her fault because okay. it's mostly the fault of the people it's it's also her fault sure but it's also the fault of the people around her because they weren't ready for the threat that season 2 brought up 
Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because the, the threat, the thing about season two that kind of disappointed me, it felt like an obvious ex- escalation. And when you can tell, um, you know how like in the Marvel movies, they go like, okay, so, oh, it's going to end the world. I know, f- like first it's going to be like, oh no, this America is in trouble. And then like the next level is like, oh, the whole world is in trouble. And then and after then the that, whole like, universe shows up. Trouble. Exactly, the whole yeah. universe. So that's how it felt like when season two showed up. It's like, okay, they're just raising the stakes and trying to up season one. So it doesn't feel uh, organic. Okay. Unlike seasons three and four where it makes sense. But in season two, it just felt like they were upping the ante just for the sake of, you know, of doing it. And that, that's how it comes off when you watch it. So, so, so does season two feel like a side quest? Like a forced side no, quest. No, okay. Season two feels like here's you, you made a good analogy. Season two feels like a side quest with the stakes of a main quest. So like you have the investment of a side quest, it's like oh, I just gotta do this. But if you fail at it, it's the it's the stakes are so high. <laughs> okay, so it's kind of like in college, you know, when you have these major subjects and you have the minor yeah. subjects. <laughs> yeah. It's when a minor subject is like feels trying like a major to, trying to yeah feel like a major subject okay exactly that's that's how it feels like because the stakes are huge but how it's introduced feels so just the writers going through the motions after all that and like Korra is like on the ropes like i don't know what to do like literally no avatar has ever faced this before so i'm giving her credit here so she tries to talk to all the avatars and they're not telling her anything that makes sense because they've never faced it also they don't know what to do so she has she forced herself to like end up talking to the very first avatar because yeah so that's when she meets avatar one voiced by steven young by the way whom i love oh shit yeah glenn Glenn walking dead i love glenn uh, speckle from uh tuka and birdie do you watch like tuka and birdie oh shit no i haven't a lot of my friends have been recommending it it's it's amazing. Yeah, he he plays Speckles. So yeah, Steven Yeun, amazing, amazing voice actor, amazing actor. That's the reason why I stopped one. watching Walking Dead, dude. Dude, same. After he died, I was like, oh. <laughs> the, the show's pointless. Is that a spoiler? It's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's been knows, all over social media. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Everyone knows how so, Glenn freaking died, so it's yeah, fine. Yeah, no, because they, they just share it around. Like, oh, there's yeah. his eyeball. But yeah. <laughs> uh, so Avatar, the reason why you can't skip season two is it's really crucial to understanding how the avatar spirit works, how the cycle mm-hmm. works, because that's what is at stake in season two. Yeah. Okay, so, so with the whole that. thing on, with Avatar 1 and the uh, lion turtle history and yeah. stuff like that, will it make you appreciate The Last Airbender more? Yes. It will? That's, that's yes. Okay. I think I should have opened with that. That's one of yeah, the Season 2 good makes you points. appreciate The Last Airbender more. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Because for me, when I first watched uh, The Last Airbender when I was like 12 or uh-huh. maybe 13, the lion turtle bit caught me so off guard. It was like, what is this? What's happening? It feels kind of, you know, it, it, when you start to feel like it's kind of Deus Ex Machina-ish, you're yes. like, okay. But it, it's, it's so out of left field and the Avatar world is so fantastical as it is. You just kind of buy it anyway. Yeah. At least for me. For me as a kid, when I saw The Lion Turtle, I was like, why is the animation suddenly so like HD? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because there's so much detail on it. Yeah. So, anyways, you're 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 saying I just had to yeah, bring that so up real quick. The fact that they flesh out the lion turtle even more when they bring up Avatar One just makes mm-hmm. it uh, just makes you feel more fulfilled with the last airbender because that loose thread is is tight. Okay, so that's that's a so, major like uh, carrot, I think, for those who don't. Yeah don't 
know yeah. if they want to watch Korra or not, it'll make you appreciate The Last Airbender more. Yeah, I think also one of the weak spots of season two is there's not a lot of character growth. Korra okay. is still kind of the same as she was in season one, but that's what season three and four accomplishes. They really put Korra's character to, to the test because Korra is very different from Aang in terms of everything, really, because Aang uh, is, was very young when he was told to be Yeah, he was freaking right? 12. Well, mentally, exactly. he was 12. Yeah. And he already had all this pressure. The world needs him. He has to learn the four elements in like a year. So all that is, the game is on. It's as soon as he knew that he was Avatar, he has to do all this, this stuff. Like, but Korra lives in a world that no longer needs the Avatar. Yeah, that's what I remember but after watching a few so, episodes. She's so prepared for it. She's like, yeah. okay, give me the threats like that. And because of that, she's very aggressive. She's very, but she's very confident too. Which yeah. is a, a cool thing about her because Ang Ang has a lot of self esteem issues, I believe, especially when he like he tries to humble himself, but because of that, he kind of brings himself down. And like he doesn't want to be the avatar. Remember, yeah, Ang didn't exactly. want to be the avatar. He didn't want to be the Korra. On the other hand, uh, loves being the avatar. She's uh-huh. she finds out when she was like nine, but not yeah. because anyone told her, because she figured out how to fire Ben already at like a really young age so she's already a better bender than ang but the problem is uh and you've already seen like this first season uh, at least parts of it she has trouble learning air because Uh air is the element of like peace and tranquility and she doesn't have that so i like that the writers did that they made a very different avatar right her mentor is that uh guy voiced by jk simmons what's his name yeah tenzin Uh, Tenzin, Tenzin, yeah tenzin yeah yeah but that, he's her main mentor, right? Am I correct? Yeah. So yeah. Tenzin is to Korra what Monk Gyatso was supposed to be for Aang. Okay, and Tenzin is Aang's son. Yeah, Tenzin is Aang's son. So that makes it perfect. And also, okay, here's another selling point. The side okay. characters are really good. They're, they're last airbender quality. They're Sokka good. I'm not going to... Like, that's how good they are. The, char- the side characters have arcs. They have growth, but they're adults. So they, they have adult problems. And they don't have the pressures of a war, an impending war. Yeah. So the issues that they face are more internal. They're more interpersonal issues like Tenzin's relationship with his father and his siblings. There, there's more than one. Ang has more than one uh, kid. And, and I'll get into that later on. Uh-huh. And uh, Korra's relationship with exploring her, her sexuality even. So that's, that's a huge thing because she's... Um, I don't know how old Cora is. I think she's 18. I don't I want to assume she's like 16 to 18. So she's at she's at that age where like she she's figuring out who she's attracted to and how to uh maneuver relationships and dating. They they don't stray away from that because at that point, you know, the the hormones kick in and you just you just got to kiss a mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so right off the bat, season 1, would you say it isn't for kids like the last airbender was? Like yes, kids would I not don't, be that. I don't think in it. it is because uh-huh. there's a very very dark plot point in season one that I'm not gonna spoil. But okay, it, okay here's another carrot for you. There are flashbacks in season one to adult Ang and Sokka. Oh, I've seen the Tom. clips. I've seen the clips. Okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, there there there's that because it, it fleshes out the threat of season one, and also. I'm just gonna say it. It's it's a slight spoiler, but I, fine. I, don't know. I just fine. I'm just gonna say it because it's gonna make you want to watch it more. Okay. Korra gets to gets to talk to Ang. Oh shit! Like, like adult Ang. Because 
Yeah, because Roku was Ang's mentor the way Kiyoshi was Roku's mentor. Yeah. Ang is Korra's mentor. Oh, so, okay. he's a spirit world yeah. mentor. Of, so yes. the, does Ang appear a lot? Uh, he appears a lot more in certain seasons. Uh, how do I explain this? So is I actually he, don't remember how often he appears. But when he was appears, he there he really as appears. often as Roku? As often as Roku was in Airbender? Is that how often Ang is in Legend of Korra? Uh, how how often do you think Roku shows up? He shows up like every other episode, I guess. Like I wouldn't say every other episode, but maybe less even. When Ang would need it, he's there. Like yeah. maybe three episodes a season, like that. Yeah, I think that's it's about the same. Yeah. Okay. And Ang is very different. I'm not gonna spoil like what happened to Ang, but he's very different. He's not the same kid that we saw in the last Airbender. Oh shit! So is he a lot, like a lot completely different, like unrecognizable personality? Um, He's still, he's, jokes he's still jokes and he same still kid. has fun, uh-huh. but he has gone through a lot. And the the kid inside him is still there. It still yeah. shows up every now and then. But he has his he like he has a lot of responsibilities because and this isn't a spoiler, they kind of cover it in like season one, I think. Uh him and Zuko, they and they hinted it too in the last airbender where they say they're gonna build the future together. Yeah. They do, they do literally do that. They build a city. That has all the benders, uh, all the benders, all the nations in one in city. One. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I forgot what was named. I forgot the name of the city. I haven't seen Korra in ages, but so that's what they did. And it's like, like the metropolis. It, it was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was Ang's responsibility to bring balance to the world and to that very specific city, to show that all nations can can live together, like literally as neighbors. So yeah, so that he goes through that and he's kind of changed. So you're mentioning now all about the past characters returning as a fan of the old show is there enough of that in Legend of Korra or are they just like sprinkled throughout the show like in small increments there's enough of it uh, to not but less but like not so much that it overshadows the new character okay so it's there just enough yeah here's a good analogy that I uh, that I think fits in The Force Awakens in Star Wars uh huh Actually, in the whole entire sequel trilogy, they sprinkle some of the old characters in there, but it's really about the new characters. Okay, so but they're like mentors, basically. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. They, they're like mentors. And also because the Avatar characters in The Last Airbender uh, have descendants now, you, get, mm-hmm. you feel the effects of their parenting and their personality in, the, in their kids and so on. So, yeah. Okay, so I'm and, leaning, I'm leaning towards watching it, dude. I'm leaning towards watching it. Okay. Like you're kind of convincing me. But like, notice uh, how I'm not covering seasons three and four because I really want you to see it blind. Okay, so it's that good. Like you have to see it blind. Yes. I, okay. I, okay. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah. Um. Okay. So you know what? Screw it. In season one or two, I forgot which season you said it was. But what did I go through, man? I want to know. Okay. What did he go through? So, just, just tell me that at least. So you know how he can take away people's bending. Yeah. He kind of. Uh. Not gets carried away with it, but he kind of uses it as like the death penalty. <laughs> okay, so he gets so like he power has, hungry. He with had it. to like he didn't get power hungry, but he had to like steal his heart and be like, okay, I'm taking away this pe- this person's like natural gifts, and also because of all the pressure of uh, growing the air nation again since yeah. he's the last Airbender, he was kind of a shitty father because. Uh, <laughs> I don't, it's, it's, it's these are like slight not really spoilers they're not yeah. plot intensive but they're character intensive his first son 
his oldest son is a non-bender. Uh-huh. So he his oldest and his oldest son his name is Boomy by the way. Oh, he named him after Boomy. Yeah, he carries this weight of like he feels like a failure to his dad to Ang because he's not not only is he not a, a an airbender, but he's not a bender. So he can't continue the Air Nation's uh, bloodline. And then his second child is a waterbender because of Katara's uh, heritage. Yeah. So it was only around the third, which is Tenzin. And that's why uh, the whole sibling uh, dynamic here is that Tenzin is like... The favorite. Daddy's favorite. Yeah. yeah. By default, just because he knows how to airbend. So because of that, like it shows that Aang... Also, Ang doesn't really have a parental figure, so he doesn't know how to parent. And okay. to be frank, uh, do you watch like uh, I, I don't know if you've seen a lot of Dragon Ball, but it's kind of the same. Uh, Goku is not a good parent either to Gohan because he's always saving the world, so he doesn't have time to to you know watch over his son. Yeah, it's the same way with Ang. So Ang wasn't a very good dad because he has the weight mm-hmm. of like of carrying the future of the entire world. That's fair. Shoulders. So, yeah. an- another point I want to ask you about is since the old characters uh, return, but not, not in like huge increments, but like, is it still fun? Like, are the scenes with the old characters still fun or it's pretty serious all throughout? It's still fun, especially it's still fun. Tough. Okay. Especially okay. tough. I'll, nice. I'll give you this. Tough is fantastic. I, okay. Uh, here's another. Okay. Is so, she like the Han Solo of, of Korra? Is it like that? Uh, more like maybe Princess Leia because she survives two movies. Okay. But like role-wise, is she like Han, the Luke? Yeah, yeah because uh, Korra seeks her out. Okay. Oh, she's yeah. like the Luke. Because, maybe like the Luke. Yeah, she's, she's the Luke. There you go. Okay. That's the perfect one. Because, and this is after, and since you already know, uh, so the Avatar cycle does get broken. Yeah. I mean, so it restarts. I mean, the, it restarts, basically. Yeah. So she's the new Avatar one in a in a sense. The new number so she has one. No yeah. one. Yeah, she has no one to look to. She wants to understand Ang more. She didn't get that chance really to really talk to Ang a lot. Oh shit! Wait, so, so she can't talk to Ang anymore? Yeah. Oh god damn. Okay. <laughs> oh, but 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 something but something happens. I don't want okay, to okay. say, but yeah. Okay. And so so she's seeking out Ang's former you know former uh, companions. So. Katara, Katara is always there, but yeah. she only knows so much. So she wants to talk to Toph. But Toph is in the hiding. And, but when, when they introduce Toph, it's in the most perfect way. And uh, the character of Toph makes sense for who she is as a child. And also the character of her daughters makes sense for who, if you think of Toph as your mom, like how would you expect to turn out? Like that's how. Okay, that's so interesting. That's how dude. they write. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, it's like hard you're to really mean, dude. You really mean. <laughs> okay, that's great. That's perfect. Okay, okay. So it's hard to imagine, but like those kids will become parents someday. So you have to consider like what are they as parents? So like Toph, obviously, she has very like helicopter, you know, watching over her type yeah. parents. So she tries not to do that. So she's too distant from her daughters. Okay. So, so that affects her daughters in different ways. So we've covered Aang. I mean, I, mean, I, I keep bringing up the old characters, but it's only because this is my point of entry to Korra. Exactly, exactly. And to those who haven't seen Korra but love The Last Airbender, this is also, I guess, their point of entry. Yeah. So, okay, we got Aang, we got Toph, we got Katara. That's been established. Uh, Sokka and Zuko. Uh, like, yeah, notice, okay. 
I know Sokka isn't there much. Yeah, Sokka isn't there much. It's not fully covered, but I think. I'm, I this and I can say this because I don't know if it's true. Yeah, I think he dies early. I think something bad happens to him, like something awful. I wouldn't be surprised because remember in <laughs> the last Airbender when he had the, this fortune teller telling him oh, his, shoot, his life right. his yeah. life would be full of like uh, self destructive tendencies and stuff like that yeah, and misery. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, something bad happens to Sokka. They don't talk about it. And I think Aang blames himself. I think that's also one of the things that hardens his character. Okay. Whatever happened to Sokka, they don't say it. But whatever happens to Sokka, Aang blames himself for it. Also, you know something bad happened. They're just not saying what. Yeah, they're not saying what it is. Oh shit, it feels so sad. Not yeah. even watching it, I feel so Good sad Good news though, Zuko is, is, is alive and well. Okay. And he... He was, he's, they, people say he's one of the best fire lords that the Fire Nation's ever had. And he, currently, his daughter is the fire lord. And his son, his younger son, is a general. And his name is. Is. Guess what his name is? Uh, um, damn, I can't. Give me a hint, dude. Just give me a hint at least. Someone very special blind. to Zuko. So, someone very special to Zuko? He named his son after someone who's very special in his life. Who is a general? Oh wait, is it? It's not. Is it Katara? No, no, it's dude. It's his son. His son. No, I mean like he could name his son Kataro or something. I, I guess. Don't know. All right. Oh, but what's the what's his son's name? Uh, I, I give you're up. gonna okay, fine. You're gonna hate yourself for wait, Iroh. Out. Shit, it's, Iroh. It is. It's Iroh. <laughs> okay, Iroh. It's Iroh. Yeah, it. yeah. He names his son Iroh, and it's. I love him. He's great. He's. Uh, so he's he's the new General Iroh, okay. and he's also voiced by Dante Bosco. Oh, so Iroh the, the second is basically Zuko 2.0. Also. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. But he's he's more. I mean, he's a, he has he's had a better like upbringing, obviously, and he's more uh, he's more connected to Ang because I think he was already alive when Ang was still alive. Okay. So yeah, so he he's he knows more about Ang. Because, you know, Ang was, like, basically his uncle. Because they're, he's best friends with his dad. Yeah. I mean, the gang yeah, is so, still, like, the gang. Yeah, yeah all exactly. All throughout. Yeah. Like, there was no falling out, I believe. Like No, no, no. I don't think without, so. After what they went anyone. through, I feel like yeah. they're, like, really close-knit. Yeah. I, I know they didn't show this. Because I watch a lot of, like, uh, spoilery videos of Legend of Korra. It's only funny. involving The Last Airbender. Like, they didn't yeah. really say what happened to Suki or Azula. Or stuff like that. You know or, or did they? they? Don't. But I, I don't think they did. I gotta rewatch it. Maybe they left hints. But I, upon like, I mean, the last when did I finish? It was like year, I was in college when I finished it. So yeah, we were both in college think, at the time. I think. Yeah, when it ended. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think they talk about them much. Maybe I missed it. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Cause like I want to know. Cause like you know that Katara ends up with Ang. Like everyone knows yeah. that. But like yeah. what happened with Sokka and Suki? I know Zuko broke up with May in the comics. Yeah, so Zuko's wife isn't May. But so he has a wife in the show. He has a wife because he has kids. He okay. he has he has a queen, but they don't say who it is. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Do they ever like show the face? I don't know. They don't. They only show they only show his kids. Really, they show okay. his eldest daughter, who is the first uh, fire lady. Because fire the, lady, you mean? Like Fire Lord, Fire Lady. Lord. Okay. Yeah. Well, Azula was supposed to be the first Fire Lady. Supposed to be lady. the first one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So okay. there's that. Uh-huh. Uh Yeah. What happened to the Kyoshi Warriors? Th- did anything happen to them as like as a Ooh, that's band? That's a good question. Of... 
I think the Kyoshi Warriors got kind of swept away in favor of like a literal police force. Okay. And so, but the cool thing about the police force is it's led by uh, Toph's daughter. I forgot if her first name was Sue. Something, something Beifong. Yeah. They're the only ones with last okay. names. But yeah, Toph's daughter is the police chief. She's awesome. I, I, that's a good question. I don't actually remember what happened to the Kyoshi Warriors, but they probably talk about it. I, dude, this is make, having this conversation is just making me want to rewatch it. So it's another selling well. point. If this guy who's already seen it wants to watch it again, I guess it's good. Yeah. So, you know, it'd be a cool, interesting, like, sequel episode for this podcast would be we both watch it. Was I'll it watch good? it again. Yeah. You watch it for the first time. We have a, we return and then we, we share our thoughts the same way we did with the Avatar one. Like, Legend of Korra revisited. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but dude, it's gonna take me a while. Like, how long is one season? Because I have like commitment uh, issues with with series. <laughs> okay, well, since this one is a sequel series to a series you already love, you already know what you're kind of getting in for. Your and I promise you, seasons three and four will leave you blown away. Like okay. they, they do things in there that they tried to do in the last Airbender but couldn't do because it was a kids' cartoon. It was on TV. But they do things in seasons three and four that are just gut wrenching and uh, oh shit okay yeah, okay dude. I'm kind of like and, and 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 like really so drawn in now like traumatizing like I'm not exaggerating it's traumatizing, traumatizing. yeah oh fuck okay I'm yeah. I'm in I'm, I'm so dude yeah just get through season two just to get to seasons three and four but. <laughs> Wait, so how long is one season? Is it like the same as The Last Airbender? Like 20 minutes an I episode? I think so. I think it's... 20 episodes. Yeah, it's a, yeah exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's not too long. And uh, what else? Seasons three and four, the reason why I keep pairing them, because I think they were planned so well, they feel like one season. Okay, so it's they like Infinity like War really and long Endgame. Season. Exactly. That's okay. how it feels like. Except the villain is different. It changes. Like, um, yeah. Okay. I think that's the interesting to thing too about Korra is that they they do villains, different villains for each book. So there's different ideologies that they explore, different motivations. So, okay, yeah. so it's, I guess that's why it wouldn't be as solid as The Last Airbender. Because exactly. in The Last Airbender, one antagonist throughout the whole thing. Technically, one antagonist. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oza is the overall villain controlling Bad everything. Bad guy, yeah. yeah. So in Legend of Korra, it changes. So that means the problems also change. Or is it one yes. whole conflict? No, I, the problems do change. Okay. Yeah. But there are problems that make sense in a world after The Last Airbender. In a perfect world. Like when you, yeah, exactly. When, a quote-unquote perfect world yeah. where you feel like, oh, everything is fine. We fixed racism because no, none of the nations hate each other anymore, right? Like that. Okay. Oh, like so, that. You know, I'm seeing a lot of parallelisms, like you said earlier with uh, Star Wars. Like yeah. how the the new sequels are like um, after peace, what happens? What's gonna disrupt the peace? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. What's after? So what's like after that. the happily ever after? So the ending, yeah. But it takes and, place like how long is the the gap? Like, uh, uh, is it a hundred years after? No, that's too much. No, no, no. Because I don't think Ang. Uh, I think Ang didn't uh, live. He left that he long. Lived pretty long, <laughs> but not like he didn't get old. Real- I yeah. don't think it was like Roku long, yeah. But then again, like, because Kiyoshi was three hundred, super long, like three hundred. Yeah. I think, but she her avatar uh, persona, her spirit, is still pretty young. So I guess it's just how they represent themselves. 
or I think Kyoshi lived long, but she was healthy as fuck. Maybe like that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I don't her know. Her genetics were just really those. good. Maybe because like, like there's something in that makeup. <laughs> maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe maybe it's because <laughs> she's like really she's really tall and like really strong. Her her diet must be amazing. Yeah, so who knows? Just, I don't. Yeah. So because Ang shows himself to, to Kara, he's like I don't know, like forty. He's not even that old. Yeah. Maybe and he's got his wicked uh, like beard, his goatee. Yeah. I I think that based on I mean the last Airbender, how you appear is the age that you died. I think that's what I thought. Because like Roku actually. is, if Roku were to come back, Roku's as, old like, as fuck. <laughs> he should yeah. if he were, could choose, he totally choose to become like sexy Roku. Right? Yeah, why does he be brown-haired young Roku? Exactly, with the abs and everything. I don't know. They don't really explain it. I mean, it's kind of the same with Star Wars. Again, with the Star Wars parallels, but like... There's Force there was, ghosts, right? Yeah, the Force ghosts. And they show themselves in... Uh, well, no. It only happens once. Where... And it's, it, it doesn't... It might not even be canon anymore. But in the special edition of... Uh, the, uh, Hayden Christensen, right? When he came the, back. Yeah, Return of the Jedi. Hayden Christensen. Why didn't he come back as like old Darth Vader? Dude, I find that so like disrespectful though. To the original, to the actor. original actor. Yeah. They basically just covered him. Dude, respect for the dead, man. Like, I think he yeah, passed no. away already. And they just he covered did, yeah. him with Hayden Christensen. So rude. They just put... And the funny thing about when Hayden Christensen shows up, and this isn't... This is gonna be, like... This is an audio podcast. But, like, he basically, like... He shows up, and he kind of looks to the left and right. Like, he's looking at, at nothing. I know. <laughs> I know. It. I've seen the clip, and I hated it. I hate the new Star Wars. I mean, the... The DVDs that are like remastered. Yeah, yeah, the special edition ones. Yeah, it's funny because and, and, and like I'm sorry for the kind of diverting, but it's funny because like there's a fan project that uh, like a year, two years ago came out where because Disney is never gonna release an HD version of the first cut of Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I think George Lucas made it a point like not to not to ever release that version because like mm-hmm. whatever version he did with the special editions, that's the final version. Like, uh, so. Because of that, there's no HD versions of how it came out in cinemas. So a bunch of fans basically like took They're that. They're making their own HD version. They made it their own. And they already did it. They did it. And it, oh, I don't sure. know how they did it. But they either they edited out the CGI part. the new ones. Yeah. And, and inserted the old ones but made it HD. I don't know. But yeah, that's... So back to Ghosts. Uh, so Ang shows up and he's yeah. like in his mid-40s. So I don't know if he ended up dying old or just chooses to show himself that way i don't know i love the mystery though like i know i haven't seen like cora but hearing what you're saying i love how you don't know everything that happened to them yeah i like think it, and i think that's good I think it that's leaves a, a lot of room for, like, to, exactly. for you to imagine right and yeah. it also leaves yeah. room for them to make another series if ever exactly <laughs> and that's how you know that the world the original world that you built is rich enough and like there's so much yeah. backstory that there are these like questions every now and then, like how does this work? Like uh, because of how well thought out the universe is, like the same with like Star Wars again and like Harry Potter even and some of the Marvel stuff, yeah. where, like or like superhero stuff in general, where like the world is so rich that it's open to these questions, and and that's fine. Okay, so I've been seeing this complaint about Legend of Korra. It's that she's not a good avatar, but to be honest, even if I haven't seen the entire show, I don't think that's a valid reason to hate a show because a character should be flawed. Exactly. I think, right? It sh- they should be flawed for it to be interesting. So 
Do you think that's a valid complaint about Korra? No, because I don't think Roku was a good avatar. Yeah, he he wasn't. He, he wasn't. He really wasn't. That's why like he's trying to redeem himself through Aang. Yeah, he even admits to Aang, like you inherited my problems, mistakes. Right? He says like, word for word, yeah, my problems. Because he failed to see he was so focused on on exploring the world and learning all the elements that he failed to see that his own best friend was slowly becoming this dictator, you know? Like yeah. and he failed to be decisive and like killing I guess it's hard to say, but like he or diverting, if he, if only, or diverting, yeah. or yeah, or like, redirecting, yeah, exactly. redirecting, like redirecting. like lightning, yeah, yeah, exactly, like it's Fire Nation too, like he failed to do that, and in the sense he is a bad avatar, like a a good avatar would be like Kyoshi was a good avatar. I'd say Ang is a good avatar too. Yeah, yeah, because like uh, Ang proved other... that you didn't have to kill to fix the biggest exactly. problem ever, right? And also, he's a kid. He did that exactly. when he was 12. He's freaking so 12. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and the future that he was able to build for future generations, which shows up, which it comes into fruition in The Legend of Korra, mm-hmm. is, like, is something that a lot of people in his era could only dream of. Like, of like everlasting, quote-unquote, like everlasting peace among all nations. And like seeing all these different types of people live side by side. Yeah, so that was his vision, and he basically did it. So I guess he would be a success. But Korra, I don't think Korra is a bad avatar, but she's not a super good avatar either. Okay. But that's mostly but, because she wasn't ready. Well, I don't care if she's bad or good, as long as the story around it is okay. Yeah. That's all yeah. I care about. I think season one, three, and four, great. Solid. Great ways okay. to like build Korra's character. Season two, focus too much on the lore. Of, uh-huh. And Side, that's not bad. It sidetracked too much. It sidetracked Korra's development as a character. Okay. And if, if and the thing about season oh okay here's a bright side in season two like Korra's character may have like been underdeveloped in season two but si- other side characters started to grow in, okay. in her place. Uh, like you think like Tenzin's kids, uh, Tenzin Aang's son, he has kids. He has like three or four little. Are, are they children? They're children. They're children. Yeah, okay. yeah. So he he has grand kids to try to spread like the you know the airbender lineage uh-huh. and you'd think that there's gonna be like funny side characters oh they're kids and they're airbenders they're trying to figure out but like they get developed they get especially one specific one i'm not gonna say who it is okay but there's there's one one of the tenses kids gets really good character development in season two that builds its way into seasons three and four so yeah okay so after seeing everything uh after season four are you satisfied with everything? Is yes. that the feeling you'll get? You, you won't That's be like, I... why didn't they resolve this? Or why didn't they continue that? It's like, it's fine. It ends like perfectly. What do you say? Yeah, I would say. That's because, uh, well, I guess there are some questions, but they're not too plot intensive. Okay. It's more like, oh, I wonder, what if this, ha- like, why did they do this? Or... Oh, I didn't see that coming. Maybe they planted it again, uh, like beforehand, and I just didn't notice. Like stuff like that, like some slight story, loose threads, but they don't uh, dig into much of the main plot. So when it ends, it's it's satisfying. Okay, so you mentioned it wasn't as great as the last Airbender, but is the ending as satisfying as Sozin's comment? Would you say? I would say. It's not as satisfying as Sozin's okay, comment. Okay. That's because that's because Sozin's comment was something that was built 
for three whole seasons. From the very beginning. Right? From the very beginning. Yeah. And as I said before, like Cora's books are very, they're, co- they're all connected, but they all have their own issues, their own okay. specific issues. So it's, it's satisfying for the arc that they built in season four, but it doesn't have the same like, you know, crescendo as like, oh man, this is like three seasons in the making. Like, how does it all end? Like, uh, it doesn't have the same gravity, but that's fine because I think Korra's problems aren't, they're not, it's not that they're not as big as Aang's problems. They're definitely like around the same size, but they don't feel as weighty because okay. it's, it, it's very within the city that they're in. But, it, but the effects of it can spread onto the other nations, obviously. But the whole goal that Korra is trying to uh, fulfill, obviously, is to prove herself as an avatar, but to also not let Aang's vision of the future die out. To basically okay. continue what Aang started. Yeah. Okay, so, dude, I'm pretty much sold. So, uh, I hope our listeners are sold, too, because I'm going to watch Korra yeah. like, as soon as I get free time. Uh, okay. like, that, that's the next thing on my list. Um, so, real quick, TLDR, what are your four most like appealing, I guess, selling points for Korra? Or three, okay. let's make it three. Okay, three. Three's fine. Or four for the four elements. Oh. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, you don't have to get that deep into it. Like, uh, really quick, to summarize everything, what are the like uh, four best parts of Korra? Okay. Uh, it's a worthy continuation to The Last Airbender. And I think that's huge praise because The Last Airbender is amazing. Uh, okay. Really good uh, side characters, like worthy of to carry the avatar name. The side characters, because you know how like a lot of stories focus so much on the main character, they don't yeah. flesh out the side characters. Side characters just as fleshed out. Uh, they you learn more about the lore that they don't talk about in the last Airbender. And lastly, the villains. The villains, the villains are, are better than Ozai. Oh shit! Okay, wait. Well, better than Ozai, some... but are they better than Azula? <laughs> season three's villain specifically, yeah, I think is better than Azula. Oh shit, that that is season three a, is my favorite season. I gotta say, okay, okay. if I had to pick like a season, season three. I forgot the names of the seasons. Well, I looked them up real quick, but are they the called, elements? Like, they're not the elements. No, because uh, so it's uh, Legend of Ang is uh, our last Airbender is water because he's learning water, then yeah. earth, and then fire. And then he's learning one, each thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, book. One. Wait, let me just look up. Book one is called Air. Yeah. Okay. It's called Air, and then book two is called Spirit, and I think book three is called Change, and then the last book is called Balance. It's like they didn't have a plan for the seasons' names. They're just random words, or did they? Well, no. But the seasons' names, the seasons' names affect the story in a way, because, okay. So, I, I mean, I'm already kind of giving you a hint. But, like, yeah. season one is called Air because she's learning Air. Mm-hmm. Season two is called Spirit because it delves more into the Avatar spirit and the, the spiritual nature of the Avatar world. Because uh, they hinted it with Uncle Iroh. But not just the Avatar can be a spiritual person. There are these monks that learn to uh-huh. be spiritual and even go to the spirit world. And then season three is called Change because something happens that changes everything. I'm not going to say what it is. Okay. And then season four is called balance because balance it's all is restored. Out. She, yeah. Okay. How? That's the, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm pretty much sold. So I think that wraps up our uh, discussion on Korra. Yeah, I, I, I feel satisfied with that. With, with like how you sold it. 
I think so. I think I did. I mean, I, I work at advertising, so I hope I did a good job at selling. Well, yeah, fun fact to our listeners. We both work at advertising. Oh, it's sweet. Yeah. Okay. What do you, what so, are you a copywriter? Uh, video director, actually. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I, I'm a copywriter, so yeah. But like, I do like, we, I do like baby videos. I'm, I'm not like up there yet, so one day, one day. I mean, it's a start, yeah. yeah. I mean, my biggest, one of my biggest dreams right now is to make a freaking billboard. Like copy, getting close. copy for a billboard. I just wanna, yeah, I just want to make a billboard. I don't care what brand it is. I just want like, I'll see a billboard, I'm driving, and I'm like, I wrote that, and then I crashed my car. <laughs> Dude, that's like any any moment now. I mean, not the, not the <laughs> crashing part, okay, but like the bill the billboard thing. Like yeah, that, yeah, that is a very, very but like. The funny thing is, not a lot thing. of people are going out anyway, so they probably won't even see it. Are they even printing new billboards now? I don't. I don't know. I feel like they are. Billboards are expensive, yeah. man. Because like on been... on my side of the spectrum, it's like the dream is to see your ad on TV, right? Okay. Yeah, but that's yeah. so rare now. Like yeah, no one, no one goes watch TV anymore. It's all like it's YouTube not... pre-roll ads, and that's what I'm working on too. Like I feel like we're on the same level here. We're like we're mostly doing digital, yeah, right? definitely Dude, social media stuff. It just doesn't feel as satisfying. Like I've done videos that became YouTube pre-roll ads. So when I see them, I'd yeah. be like, hey, I made that, but it's not the yeah. same as like, hey, mom, look, I'm on, I'm on TV. It's so yeah, different. Yeah, it's the same so with different. me. We're like some because I. I I don't know if we're allowed to talk about our clients, but like I just give I it a, a pretty, gen- generic name. Give I a work generic with a name. pretty good food client that's okay. very famous. If you think of food, this uh, is what like you think food of. mix or spices. Like this is probably one of the biggest brands, probably okay. the biggest brand. And like you know, sometimes I would see a product with like an ad on it that, uh, or like I see it online, like hey, I made that. That's the one I made, and like I share it, but it just doesn't feel the same. Like you said, Sa- same dude. Like, it doesn't it's feel so... as glamorous as, like, the yeah. hard copy. <laughs> because anyone can post anything. I know. So... <laughs> it's kind of like, I guess if you work for a magazine uh, and your article gets published, it's so different than seeing it printed on paper. Yeah, because, like, yeah, like I said, like, anyone can just make their own thing. Yeah, I mean, I get, like, own... there's a name attached. Yeah. And that's, that's what adds the gravitas of, like, oh, it's published by Summit Media or something. But it's like so that. different to see it printed and hold it in your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or in oh, our yeah, case, exactly. like, see it in the wild, I guess. Yeah. Or, like, see it um, in, a, in a way that's, not, that's out of your control. Yeah. You know? Like, not just anyone can do it. Because I feel like it's the same way when, like, you listen to your favorite song. You can listen to any song you want yeah. with today's technology, like on Spotify or whatever. But when you hear your song on the, on the radio, radio, oh shit! Yeah, yeah it's a, or dude, it's like the same. Uh, this isn't the exact feeling because you didn't make it. But you know that yeah. feeling when you catch your favorite movie playing on TV yes. rather than choosing yes. it. Dude, right? that's what I missed about HBO and like Star movies when I was a kid. Like growing up, that's how I got exposed to all these movies. Like same dude, TV, I, TV. Like I would sit. I just like oh like you know how, like HBO used to have like a timer. Yeah. Like when the next movie is gonna show, yeah, it still and does. It, it still like, does now. Okay, I haven't really opened HBO in like in years. ages. Yeah, Netflix like, says it's all your fault. I would like see a title like uh, oh the the burning cadaver or something like that's just yeah. a made up title, but like oh that sounds so interesting. And even if it's a movie that makes me feel like uncomfortable or like I don't know if I should be watching this, I still watch it because you, you don't up... know when you're gonna watch it next. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. And you you may never see it again because exactly. it's so random. They pull movies that you don't even know. And so that's you know, how I ended up watching like messed up stuff like Silence of the Lambs and Red Hey, but Dragons. that's a great movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. But remember when back in the day, you couldn't, Google wasn't that uh, like complete yet. 
And when yeah, I'd yeah. see a movie on HBO, and I yeah. it didn't have the title yet, I was like, shit, I know everything about <laughs> this movie but the title. Because <laughs> I yeah. missed the title. I know who's in it. And back oh, then, dude. IMDb wasn't a thing. So yeah. just because you knew the actors, just because you knew the quotes, doesn't mean you'll know the title of the movie. Here's a, Okay, here's a question for you. Like, you just described it, but like, what's a movie where you watched it, but you don't know what the title is, and you... But you like the movie, but you don't know what the title is. Has that ever happened to you? Because I have one in my mind right now. But you know the title now, obviously. I don't know. I still don't know the title. Oh, I dude, describe it. I don't, there are too many okay, dimensions okay. for me. Too many dimensions. Okay, okay, guys. Okay. So here's one. It has Cuba Gooding Jr. You know Cuba Gooding Jr.? The actor. Uh-huh. He was in... Uh, okay. Is this about a church? No. No, it's not, not Fighting it, Temptation. It's not yeah, fighting but temptation. He, yeah, but okay. yeah, Fighting Temptation's fame. Uh, he's a diver. Okay. He and it's the old school diver. Like you remember in SpongeBob, the Cyclops. Yeah, yeah. With the it's that giant metal helmet. He's a steel diver, and it's about him proving his. Uh, okay, so an accident. The, and this is crazy because it's like in the middle of the movie, an accident happens that uh, breaks his spine, and he uh-huh. has trouble walking. So he has to prove to a court that he can still be a diver. By wearing the fully heavy like steel diver suit and just walk a couple steps, and Honor. if he makes like I, I think it was like ten yeah. steps, yeah, he'll prove that he's worthy of being a diver again. So it's this whole like courtroom drama near the end. It was it was so good. I don't even remember if he made the steps, but I just remember like loving the movie, and I don't know what the title is, dude. But you know what? What's great right now, but what also sucks? Okay, it sucks because it kind of ruins the magic. But the great thing is, dude. Five seconds on Google, you could totally find out what that movie is already. I, uh, yeah, but there's a part of me that right doesn't now. want to. You don't want to find no. out. <laughs> yeah, there's a part of me that like wants the mystery, you know? Because like, I don't know. There's something about mystery, man. Where like, if, it's like I said with Avatar. Like, the, I like that there's things you don't know about the world. Yeah. Because if you know, if if the world is so simple that you know the ins and outs of everything, then it's, it's not as it's interesting boring. anymore. Dude, yeah, exactly. So I, I add I, some mystery in my life. So I to keep me going. I could go on Google right now, type Cuba Gooding Jr. Diver (laughs) and tell you the title in two seconds, but I won't. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. It's going to like ruin your whole life when you find out. Probably not, but that's a good. (laughs) (laughs) What if like uh, that was the only thing like keeping you grasping to hope (laughs) right now? I think the only way that I would know the title is if I go to like a freaking Astro Plus or whatever place that still sells like DVDs oh, and yeah, VCDs, yeah. and then I find it and I'm like, that was Holy the technique shit, before. This that is the cute technique. Yeah. yeah, if that ha- that's the only way I'm gonna know the title yeah. of that movie. If I find the DVD, I'm gonna buy it and I'm gonna watch it, and that's how I know. I remember when we were kids, that was the way you'd find out the title. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, remember yeah. that there's this channel. Uh, if you had home cable or Sky cable, I forgot. Um, there was this channel. Where it would show what would show at what time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, another way to channel. find out. Like the first, yeah, it's like true. channel 100 or something like that. But anyways, I, mean, I think like go on, sky go on. boxes do that now. Like the sky yeah. cable, like cable box, they do that now. Yeah. Dude, you remember how bougie it was to have the box? <laughs> yeah. Just because like mean, you could know what was gonna show next. That was so exactly. bougie. Exactly. And you could you could pause and record things. Yes. Yeah. But now like that pales in comparison to what we have now. It's like Netflix. anything at any time. It kind of yeah. ruins the magic, but I'm happy about it's sacri- it. Yeah, there's pros and cons for sure. And I feel yeah. like the cons are kind of shallow. 
Yeah. Like, oh no, where's the mystery? It's or like, purely oh, nostalgia. Well, nostalgia. Here's a major con, though. Here's a major con that I believe uh, streaming services have killed. It's killed. Uh, it's killed the magic of watching a movie and not knowing if it's gonna be good or not. Because, because yes. I was about to say it killed curiosity, but it's not true. Because sometimes you scroll through Netflix and you see like a funny looking movie. Yeah. They're like, oh, maybe this will be good, but it already has like ratings, or it has, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it already says, like, the synopsis. It's but a preempted, like, like uh, yeah. feeling you have towards the movie. Exactly. Because it already shows you, like, what the movie is going to be about. The genre, the length, even. Yeah. Like, it, you don't know if, you're, if you still want to invest your time in it. But, like, if you're watching something at HBO, you see the title. You've never heard of it. Yeah. The movie's starting. You, you ha- the only way to know if it's worth your time is you Finish spend it. that time. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, that's what and I that's miss. that's what's gone now. You don't have that anymore. Kids nowadays, okay, I sound like such an old timer. Kids but, uh, nowadays. Kids today, they won't These really. Zoomers. <laughs> Gen Z, Zoomers, yeah, Zoomers, as people call it. Zoomers um, on iPads, okay. They wouldn't know the feeling of watching something you didn't want to watch and end up liking it. Yes. Oh, dude, that's exactly right? what I was trying to say, yeah. Because, like, uh, nowadays, you see something you might be interested in, you Google movie reviews, you ask your friends, yeah. like, is this good? But back in the day, you won't like landline call your friends, be like, "Hey, have you seen this movie? Is it good?" You'll just watch it, yeah, and know exactly. if you liked it or not. What was the last movie for you that was that? Where like you weren't sure if you're gonna like it, you were kind of hooked, interested. You finished it, you loved it, but you didn't expect it. Well, what was, uh, yeah, what was that for you? Because I can think of maybe one. You mean back in TV days? Yeah, or... back in TV days, where like you just saw it, or. Or like someone else was watching it and you just walked in and you're like, oh, that's still, that's like, still oh, happens it's... to me a lot though. Like the, yeah, okay. I walk in on someone watching and I finish it with them. Uh, too many to mention because like my family always, is always watching TV. Yeah. So <laughs> I always walk in on them watching something. I, I finish it with them and I'm like, oh, that was good. But back in TV days, I don't remember, dude. Like there were too many. I was for a me, kid like raised by was... television. So. Oh yeah, for same. Yeah. For me, one of them was Shutter Island. So you watched it because on TV, didn't know if it was going to be good, then you loved it. Someone else was watching it uh-huh. on, uh, so we were at like this beach house that my tito like owns. And like, um, this, like one of his nieces, not from my side, but she was watching it with her friends and they had it on and I had no idea if I was going to like it. It had uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and I, I recognized yeah. him in, in, in things. I was like, hey, okay, the guy from good. Titanic. I didn't even know it was, uh, I don't know if it was directed or produced by Scorsese. I, I think it was produced. I'm not sure. Okay. Have you, have you seen Shutter Island? Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. I had okay, to watch yeah. it for school. But anyways. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, in college. So that kind of diminishes the quota value. Of no, I, I, okay. I loved it. I still loved it. Okay. Okay, so I, I, yeah, and I sat down and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. That's, it looks pretty cliche. He's in an asylum. But then, you know, the twist happens and I'm like, okay, I like this movie a lot. So that, that was that for me. Okay, well, I can't, oh. re- I can't remember mine. There's I can't think many. of another one. Okay. And I mentioned it before. Uh, Red Dragon. Have you... you know oh, Red yeah, Dragon? yeah. The sequel to Silence of the Lambs. But it was a... But it's kind a prequel, of a sequel, yeah. The, yeah, it's a sequel, but it's like a prequel book. It's all about like and, Hannibal, basically. Right? And the funny thing is, at the time, I haven't seen Silence of the Lambs. So, I just saw... You uh, didn't know the context of Red Dragon. It was exactly... Yeah. So, I was like, okay, so Edward Norton, he's like a detective or something. And then... Uh, what's his face? Oh, I forgot the name of the actor. I like him a lot. Anthony Hopkins passed away. But not Anthony uh, Hopkins. No, no. Uh, he was in. He's in the freaking Hunger Games movies, but he died in the third one. 
Five, Who's the guy? Six. Okay, challenge. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Okay, okay. Philip Seymour Hoffman. I was about to okay. say, don't use IMDb. We're, we're going okay, old school. Okay, but I figured out. I, yeah, I yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Because I always confuse him with Dustin Hoffman. But yeah. Just because they're last. favorite actors. Okay. But it's funny because I don't recognize his. I forget his name. But the yeah, he was in the movie. I was like, okay, I like Philip Seymour Hoffman. And I was so confused because uh, suddenly Anthony Hopkins shows up. And I, and I, I was aware of the existence of Silas yeah. Lambs. But I... I didn't know that Red Dragon was a, a follow-up to it. So when he was, he showed up and he's like, oh, he's kind of behaving like Hannibal Lecter. And then they say that he's Hannibal Lecter. I'm like, what? what's going on? And then, yeah, then I, I watched it and I ended up really liking it. And I think I like it slightly more than Silence of the Lambs, even though Silence of the Lambs is obviously the better movie. But it's just because I had a connection. Yeah. yeah, just because I had a connection with it, yeah. So just to segue back to the main topic. Yeah, no, sorry, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Dude, like, I think we had like a... 10 minute sidebar but dude i want to include this it, it's like it's yeah. gold I, I like it no problem no problem but anyways um i wonder if people will feel like that watching Cora alone like before watching Hopefully. legend of Anne, yeah. is it possible oh. you think, for anyone to like this more than legend i'm of interested to know that uh if they I watch Cora like first maybe there's they a like subculture yeah of like people okay. who grew up with Cora. there might be people like that Oh, and then they rewatch People, uh, Legend of Ang, or, or yeah, they watch Legend it, of Ang for the first Legend of Ang. I mean, The Last Airbender for the first time. It, it was called Legend of Ang for a while, right? What, am I crazy? Like it was called that for a while, dude. I don't think you're crazy, cause like I swear, I read <laughs> in some books it was called Legend of Ang. Am I being gaslighted over here? I'm but, pretty sure it was called like Legend of Ang. But everywhere it says the last. It's called Airbender the Last Airbender. Everywhere. I think it's yeah. one of those cases where in some countries it's called this, in some countries it's called that. This better not be like a Mandela effect. Thing. I hate the that's that's a whole other episode if we talk about Mandela effect. Yeah. But like I think kind of like you know how Zootopia is called Zootropolis in some European countries. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like that, I guess. Yeah. It depends on where where you're from. Because it was called the Legend of Ang. Uh, first it was called the Last Airbender, but then it was called the Legend of Ang around book two, at least when it was showing here in the Philippines. Yeah. But I don't so, think it's known as that in the states because I, I rarely yeah, yeah. see anyone call it legend of ang and the funny thing is so like the abbreviation is atla atla yeah, yeah. avatar the last, last airbender the leg- it, it can also sense. be the legend, the legend of, of ang, ang. Yeah. oh shit <laughs> yeah, <isn't> <laughs> they crazy? planned this they planned and confusing yeah. us dude <laughs> so anyways that like wraps up our discussion in on yeah, avatar on so, yeah. legend of Korra on like nostalgia for yeah, in general our TV days. So. I like that side. That that sidebar was really interesting. I know, dude. Suddenly, like, yeah. We could have a, a whole other episode talking about. I was about gonna say, yeah, what do you miss about topic. TV? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, is there anything you'd like to say before we sign out? Um. Plug your p- podcast. Tell them oh yeah, plug they can listen That's the to thing, it. Yeah. Uh, I have a podcast on my own. We talked about the Legend of uh, Ang over there. Yes. The Legend of Ang. The the last Airbender. The last Airbender. And, <laughs> Atla, Atla. And we talk about it. Uh, for like. Almost the same amount of time we talked about Cora yeah. just now, and and yeah, if you want to listen to that slash watch it or just play in the background while you do something else, it's on Facebook. It's called the Don't Be Mean Podcast with River Cruise, and I'm on episode eight. Next week's gonna be episode nine, and I believe next week I'm gonna do because I did this one special episode with my friend where we did this improv video game called uh, oh fudge, what was it called? It was called AI Dungeon. You know improv that video game. So like. Kind of like Mad Libs, is it like that? Where you yeah, make up stuff as you go along? It's basically, it's a, it's just, it's like you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, uh-huh. but the the DM is an AI, 
So you Ooh, put in these like things, and then the the AI will be like, okay, you see, you enter a room, and you see a blah blah, blah on your left, and a blah, blah blah on your right. What do you do? And then you can type whatever you want, and it still continues the story in this like seamless way. So it's me and my friend Pez. Uh, we we like did that for like half an hour a couple weeks ago, and we're gonna continue it next week. So if you want, if that's interesting to anyone listening to this, check it out. It's on Facebook. It might show 7:30 p.m. this Saturday. Don't be mean podcast river cruise and that's it i will tune it sounds interesting the game sounds interesting okay, so yeah uh for us for the listeners out there if you want to tell us what you think about uh legend of Korra or atla which goes yeah, yeah, either of uh, both ways um potato potato exactly tornado tornado <laughs> uh feel free to dm for real though that's f-o-r-r-e-e-l-t-h-o or like post on the post of this uh podcast episode uh, or whatever, send a homing pigeon with your, <laughs> with your opinion. It doesn't matter. As the messenger as- hawk, if we're, if we're going like Avatar. Avatar's theme. hockey. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, if if yep. you guys... Thank you so much for having yeah, me. Thank you for, uh, thank you for being on the show, dude. And uh, definitely we'll have like a follow-up by the time oh, I finish sure. Quora. I don't I'm know definitely having you on my podcast again. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be like in a month it doesn't have to be avatar related but it could yeah, be like, i mean yeah, i also i also have guests lined up for mine too but same, hopefully same. we get to be in each other's shows again but like uh f- definitely i really want to have that cora revisited episode of course yeah it might be like who knows might be like a couple yeah like like you said like half a year from now it might be like i don't know a month from now it could be a year from now who knows so like coronavirus has is, is gone but we're still not talking about cora we're still not done with cora yet. <laughs> yeah so yeah, well, I'm going to start, uh, get a head start on watching Korra because right. I'm going to try not to have commitment issues with this series. I really hope they bring it to Netflix, but I, I don't know. I think they have like, I think it's on Hulu, which freaking sucks because Hulu is not even in the Philippines. Okay, so Netflix, bring Korra on, on Netflix. It's like, we, we all need to watch it. For real though. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, for real though. For real ah. though. That's my sign off. <laughs> I'm going to include this part I love just to that. explain like, it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. see, like, to add backstory to your yeah. sign off.